welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Positively You podcast. Today, I am super excited, like I am every single time, about our guest today who I met last year in the most fun way. Lindsay, do you even remember how I met you? Um, was it when I was Richard Simmons? It was. It was when you were Richard <laughs> Simmons. So we were at a witch's party and Lindsay took the theme and the assignment incredibly well, dressed up as Richard Simmons and was in full character. And I absolutely just fell in love with her that day. So that's who we are joined with today is just this super fun, super vibrant, super creative person. And I cannot wait to get in and talk to you. Um, but before we do, I'll let you introduce yourself just a little bit, Lindsay. Say hi to everybody and a little bit about who you are. Okay. Hey, everyone. Positively You fans. Um, thank you, Jesse, for having me on. I'm Lindsay, and I live in northern Utah. I am a mom. I have two kids. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a four-year-old boy. And I just love all things creative, artsy, craftsy, all the things. And just had some life changes over the last few years and just really embracing all my creativity. And that's what I'm about. Just helping other people find their creativity as well. I love it so much. And of course, everyone who comes on and introduces themselves is so modest about the things that they're doing. But Lindsay is blowing up lately, like thousands upon thousands of followers each and every day because of what you're sharing. And I love that so much, that creative spark. And that's what drew me to you, honestly, was I was this mom who hadn't been creative in quite a long time, right? Because I'm doing all of the mom things and all of the adulting things and the schedule things and completely losing myself in the world of motherhood and the world of being an adult. And what I loved about you was seeing like this mom who was being so creative and having so much fun And I think that's what's drawing everyone to you is just this spark of like, there is something this this person has that I can feel and I am so drawn to it. So I'm so curious, have you always been this creative person? Is it something that you're just reigniting now? And, And how do you have so much time for creativity in your life? Because you are a mom, you've got kids, you're homeschooling, right? (laughs) Yes. All of you who do that, bless your hearts. You are amazing. And yeah, so how do you make time for creativity? And and why is that important to you? That's kind of a loaded question there. Um, well, to go back to what you first asked, if I've always been creative, I have, right. much to my parents' dismay. <laughs> I have just always been like this. I was the one who I couldn't go clean my room because then I was making a four and organizing my closet and going through all my old school papers and just doodling and drawing on everything and drawing. And if you look at any notebook or any paper that my parents have saved, it has doodles in all of the margins. So I always was creative, but never did a lot of art or anything in high school. I don't know why I just 
I just didn't. And it just became this thing where in adulthood, life got busy. And that was the thing that, that I had to let go and, or that, I mean, I didn't focus on enough, you know? And so then here I am all these years later, I've got these little kids. My husband is just working so much and I'm feeling so deflated and my whole life feels like a wreck, right? Like my marriage feels like it's falling apart. I'm just so burnt out and I'm trying and trying to help everyone else have this good life. And I'm just not that I was like completely miserable. My children and my husband are amazing, but I was so personally like unfulfilled. And then a few years ago, I was just, I think I just hit rock bottom and I made a conscious decision that I was going to try and bring creativity back into my life. I've had things over the years, right? Like when my daughter was born, I didn't want to buy artwork for the baby room. I was like, I can just make that. So I had like an Etsy shop occasionally, and I've always been doing a few little things, but nothing to this level. And so, yeah, a few years ago, I said, I think I just want to make an account so that I'm almost kind of accountable for things and just have a place to just throw everything out there because I do love social media. I'm a social person. And so I just did that and really took time for it. And it was really uncomfortable at first. I felt so selfish and it wasn't always easy. And just over the years, it became really apparent to myself and my husband and really everyone around me that the more I was creating, the better everyone's lives were getting because I was, you know, like kind of the mom controls the mood in the house, you know, you know what I'm saying? I know. (laughs) And, and so it's so much better for everyone. And, um, just even within this last year through doing human design, which I know that you're a fan of, Yes, I I've got into human design and I learned that I'm a generator, which means I'm generating energy for other people to tap into and to use. And that all really resonated with me. And I was like, oh my heck, this is why everyone's feeling better. Because when I'm doing what I'm aligned with, which I think is creativity, Mm -hmm. then everyone else is benefiting. And for me, it's not just a fun side hobby we really learned that this is a need for me to create. And maybe I'm doing henna at 11 p.m. and everyone else is asleep. And maybe I'm just drawing and maybe we're not doing homeschool that day, right? I'm not perfect. But so it's just been really intentional and it's completely changed our lives. And I'm so grateful for it. Oh my gosh. Okay. You said so many things in there that I want to like dig into and tear apart a little bit. Number one is I think All of us can relate to that feeling that you said at the very beginning, you know, like we love our husbands, we love our kids, but sometimes we get to that point where we're feeling so depleted because we've put everything else into everyone and finding that thing. The clue there that I love so much is that you said, I've always been a creative person. When I was a kid, I had doodles and drawings and my room was always a mess. I've got a daughter just like that. I'm trying really hard to embrace it, but the clue is our childhood. Sometimes we lose that so much and we're feeling depleted. We're feeling so burnt out. We're feeling just like, oh my gosh, this adult life is so dull and it's dragging me down. And if we can kind of like clue into the things that lit us up and made us happy as kids and give ourselves permission to do those things and to bring them back into our life. So, right, like if you're listening and you're like, okay, cool, doing henna and making fairy houses, like those things don't like really call to me. But whatever is for you listening, 
that's that thing that maybe you've given up, right? Because you felt like you quote unquote had to, because you're a grown up now and you've got responsibilities and you've got family and all of these things. We don't have to give up anything. We can make room for those. And just like Lindsay's saying, it makes you a better person. It lights up the people around you. And I love that you brought in human design because you know I can nerd out about that for <laughs> hours and hours and it. hours. <laughs> and as you said that, I'm like, I thought she's a generator. Like it's so apparent there that that you're so aligned. But I I love just the little nuggets that you were dropping there. And so as you're listening to this, think about, yeah, like what is something that maybe I've I've let go? And if I brought that back into my life and gave myself permission to to make room in my life for those things, would that have a ripple effect in my family and in the people around me? So there's a little something for you listening to just kind of get your wheels turning a little bit. Lindsay, when you first started bringing those in, you said my family now over the last little while has seen the change, has seen this. Was there any resistance at first of being like, okay, you're bringing a mess into the house or okay, you're spending a lot of time here? You know what I mean? Because I think sometimes... We, I I do it myself, so I know I'm maybe just speaking for me and not everyone here, but we feel like we're um, like a burden to other people or like we don't want to mess up like the status quo and the flow that we've got going on. Like if I start doing my own thing, like it's going to kind of mess up everything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my head. My husband and I are, we're pretty opposite, right? Okay. But we also complement each other in so many ways. The messes are hard for him. Um, the messes are not hard for me because I made them and I know where things are. And so it's totally fine, but it has been something that was something that was difficult, our whole marriage. And honestly, I don't want to blame him because also I'm to blame as well for being like, okay, I, I will just not do it. But, um, his attitude towards some of the stuff is part of why I stopped doing things. Mm -hmm. And then when I started getting back into it, I was like, listen, I'm going to do this. And this is super important to me. And there are going to be messes. And I'm so sorry. I'm going to try, try and learn <laughs> new tricks. As an adult, I will try and be more tidy. But um, it was it was some changes and it was hard. And but now, I mean, you've seen things on my Instagram, my kids, I call them creative tornadoes. And I allow it and people always say, I don't know how you do this. And I'm like, you know what, it took me 35 years, honestly, really to step into my true self. My whole growing up, every parent-teacher conference at school was, Lindsay's great, but she's mm. too loud. She's too wiggly. She's she's too much. My whole life, it's been this message of too much, too much, too much. And it's it changed who I was. And then I've gone through all of these things as an adult. And now I'm like, holy crap. No, I'm not too much. Yes. I'm too maybe I'm too much for some people and I'm not enough for others, but that's fine because I'm done. I I say that I'm a recovering people pleaser because I am. I mean, there's mm -hmm. billions of people on this planet, and what a waste of my precious breath to try and please anyone else. People will come and go, and I'm just gonna do what I want. And I'm gonna make these messes. I'm gonna let my kids make the messes, even when it's super their messes are uncomfortable to me yes but I think we just have to give ourselves the time and the space and I say it's like you were saying earlier like maybe you're not doing the arts and crafts and that's something that I say like cool I don't care if you're not outside weaving with sticks or <laughs> decorating your whole house for Harry Potter right because right Potter's the best 
But I'm like, what is it that you do? And then I'm always all caps, like, just do the thing. What is the thing? Just freaking do it. Yes. So yes. just make time. Hey, I am so glad that you were open and honest there with that because whatever it is, right? Like for me, sometimes it's being out in nature and hiking and doing these things. Like that's been something that's really, really called to me the last little while. And my husband's not outdoorsy at all. I mean, he'll indulge me here and there, but he's like, listen, a seven mile hike sounds like hell to me. And for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so invigorated and I love it. And that used to be like a resentful thing, right? Where I was like, well, fine, I guess we won't go. And then I'd be angry and mad that, you know, I was wasting away a perfectly beautiful day when I could be doing this. And I don't know. I'm just so glad that you said that because I think so many of us have these things where what lights us up inside is not the same as anyone else, number one, but especially sometimes the people who are in our lives, like our spouses and our kids. And that is such a learning process and a lifelong learning process of being able to communicate and work together on finding that flow and finding that thing, right? Like, I don't think your husband's ever going to be like, yep, super love the messes here, right? Like he's never going to like, it's not going to be this thing that one day a light flip, uh, (laughs) like the switch flips and he's suddenly like lit up by these messes that you're creating. He's like, yep, does it for me, right? Never, ever, (laughs) (laughs) never. And so that's a hard, that's, that's something that we all have to navigate when we're finding those things that light us up and and making room for that and being more intentional is that, yeah, we are going to have to navigate the relationships in our life that that is going to affect and influence. And so I love that you were open about that because it's easy to be like, oh yeah, it's great, you know, super supportive or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I think Wait, that I, but that's I've got relatable. one more thing to say about that actually. <laughs> um, something that really changed our life. And I mean, this just goes with anything in life, I think, but just better communication. Mm-hmm. We thought we had really good communication that our relationship was like pretty good. Right. And, um, anyways, just through this, it's, there were times where I was resenting him because I would be thinking in my mind all day, oh my gosh, the kids are driving me crazy after bedtime. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Like I was going to do something that was my creative outlet. And then my husband would come home and he had a bad day at work and he just really wanted to spend time with me and like just needed to unwind and watch a show. And I wouldn't tell him that I also had this awful day. Because this was me like trying to show love to everyone else, but, but, you know, leaving myself last and it was so horrible. So we've had much better communication. And so he knows my plans. And it's also something that we kind of had to let go of like letting each other go and do their hobbies. And we try not to let the other one feel any guilt. Like it doesn't matter if the kids are having a meltdown, but I've got dinner with my best gal pals, like he will handle it. And it might be uncomfortable for me to walk out the door, but because we have these boundaries now and this better communication, it's okay. And we're not going to make each other feel bad about it intentionally or not, you know? Yeah, that's something just get that communication dialed in and set up some help in place and then do what lights you up. Just do it. Yes. Who knew that a conversation about like being more creative was going to lead to like communication skills, right? But communication gets, it does not get talked about enough. That's kind of funny to say, but it really is the key. What I'm thinking about right here is when you have the thing that lights you up, right? And you can communicate that. And you're saying, you know, my kids messes, 
they kind of mess me up too, but you're learning to allow that as well. There's all of this space for allowing. So the things that light you up are different than what lights your kids up, than what lights your husband up, than what lights your friends up. And just being able to make room for all of that, because I love what you said about when you were younger. Lindsay's great, but... She's too much this, too much this, too much this. How often do we think that about our spouses and about our children and about everything, right? Like they're great, but, and you, you're 35, you've learned this lesson. You're starting to let these things go. You're a covering people pleaser. Hi, I'm right there with you. And if we can stop that process in its tracks for our kids and for the people around us and just allow them to be too much or to be all of those things, how beautiful will that be to not have them figuring that out? 35 years later and 40 years later and 50 years later, right? Those things that light them up. So I think that that's something really cool that we can take from this as well is not only this as a process for ourselves to reignite that spark and to make time for the things that light us up, but to allow others and to encourage others to do the same. Because I think sometimes when we listen to these personal development podcasts and books and all these things, it can feel a little selfish, right? Like, oh, I'm putting so much into myself. Like, what do I want? What lights me up? And that can be a barrier. And that's a question if that like does kind of like trigger something in you to dive into. But that in doing that work for yourself, you're also allowing and enabling it to be done for other people, which is really, really, really cool. So just wanted to plug that a little bit. Yeah, it's been actually so healing for me. Like, you know, I've got this big fairy garden. I make fairy houses secretly and sneak them out into my yard for my kids. And everyone's like, you're such a good mom. You're so great. And I'm like, thank you. But this is so (laughs) healing for my inner child. And not that I I didn't even care about fairies when I was a kid. But just these magical moments, that's what I love creating. And like no shame against my parents, but they had six kids and I was like the wild, messy one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't always given that space. So when my kids are making the messes and they're being so loud, I try really hard to shut my mouth and let them do what they're doing. They know the rules that we'll be cleaning up later. And if dad's on a work call, then we're going to go outside and be loud. But it's, it's still something that's so uncomfortable, but that's also part of why I'm homeschooling and why I'm allowing these messes because little Lindsay wasn't really given that space and that freedom. And I want my kids to grow up with that so that they're not, I mean, I'm 36 now, but last year was like a big year for me. So it was like, I was really 35 when I learned all of that. And I don't want them to have that same experience as me. I want them to know now that it's okay. And they're great how they are. And I love that. So I want to shift gears a little bit from, you know, our kids and and ourselves and talk about something you did this summer that I loved watching you put together and seeing it come for, uh, to fruition is your Camp Creative. So can you talk a little bit about where you got the idea for Camp Creative, what it is, and then we'll dive into it kind of. Yeah. So Camp Creative was a retreat for women that I hosted and it was pretty much just a full weekend of arts and crafts. And it came about because I had all these friends and I saw, you know, everyone's doing retreats and they're beautiful and I love them. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go do yoga. I want to do breath work. I want to do all these things. But also I kind of just want to sit around and do art and crafty things with ladies and just eat good food. And there was no uh, retreats like that. And I thought, 
I wonder if I could do this. And it it freaked me out. I almost didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But when I finally got around and picked the day and did the thing, um, I filled up all the spots almost immediately. And it was just incredible. So I rented a house and had all these women come. And we seriously were up until 2am doing some of our activities. And it was just incredible. It filled my cup for months and months and months. And I'm just dreaming of the day I can do it again. I love it. Did you have specific creativity, like crafts and things that you were doing and that everyone was doing together? Or was it just kind of like, come and do your own thing? Yes, we had specific things. I bought all the supplies for everyone. Have you seen like um, that textured art where people make it with like drywall mud on canvases? Oh, yes. So we did that. And that's like a thing, like not everyone wants to go buy a bucket of drywall mud because they don't know if they're going to like it or Mm -hmm. ever use it again. And so I had a lot of a lot of different things with, you know, different artistic mediums. And it was I mean, it was just so fun. I loved it. Yes. I love it so much. And I'm I'm leaning into, you know, the generator of you that's putting this energy out there that's doing the thing and thinking about that we have talents. We have things inside of us, right? Like this creativity jolt, if you will, and this intention to be more creative started out with you feeling burnt out, right? I need to introduce creativity back into my life. I'm feeling burnt out. I need something for me. And then in turn, not only did your family see the the ripple effect of you being a happier, better mom, then you're showing up to life better. Then it's even rippling farther out where you're like, oh my gosh, I need to get this further out. I want to bring women together. There's women who see you who are like, I need this in my life and they do something for them. And it's incredible what this ripple does. I like, I'm blown away. And it's, it's funny because listening, you might think to yourself, Oh, well, that's cool that she could do that. I promise you there is something inside each one of you listening that is a talent. That is a gift that you think is just like, it comes easy to you, right? Like Lindsay, you've just always been this creative person. It's not like you're like, I'm going to use this to change the world and make a huge impact. We don't think like that, but the things that are innately you are the things that will change and will make a ripple effect in the world. So I don't know, whatever it is, like you wouldn't think like, oh, cool, me drawing henna on myself and making these little fairy things is going to make this big positive change in the world. And it might not, you know, it's not going to change everything, but it's the positive ripple and the cool thing and the permission for other people that it goes out and does that. So while it started out as just like, not even a selfish thing for you, but just like a need that you needed to put back into your life, Look at how like big it's gotten. I think that's so cool. Thank you. It's been so humbling and just I mean it really it, it is amazing. People will send me pictures of some of my stuff that they've recreated and I mean they're like in Norway and all over the whole world and I just it brings me to tears every time and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe this because who am I? You know, I'm just Lindsay. I don't have, I'm, there's nothing special. And I'm like, you know what? Enough with that. I don't, I'm, you're right. I'm not going to change the whole world, right? Not everyone's going to be doing all their creative things, but for some people, I hope that they do feel inspired when they come across my Instagram or see something that I've made and that they think I could do that. And I want to try that. 
Absolutely. Okay. So then I have a question for you. If someone is inspired to live a little bit more creative, creatively, creatively, <laughs> let's get that word right. Um, and make time for themselves, but they're kind of at that starting point where they're like, I don't even know where I've got room for this. I maybe I'm not a creative person, but I'm feeling really like inspired and intrigued by what Lindsay's doing. Where did you start or where do you have a suggestion for someone to start getting more time and space in their life to be creative or what is something simple maybe that they can start doing? I know that you love henna. I know that you love doing the the fairy houses for your kids. Um, but is there like a suggestion or someone when someone's like, hey, Lindsay, I want to be more creative. Help me. So I, it started off where I had one day of the week set aside and that's kind of the deal that I worked out with my husband was like Wednesday nights were going to be in my night. He wasn't allowed to complain about the smell of the E5000 glue or (laughs) any of the messes that I was doing. Like he just needed to do his own thing. And that was my time and my night. But I think it can be something as simple as, you know, adult coloring books are a thing and they're really awesome. If you have, maybe you drink coffee or tea in the morning, like piggyback it with another hobby for right now. Listen to a creative podcast. My favorite is called The Creative Pep Talk by Andy J. Pizza. And he's an incredible creative man. And his podcast has so many people on it. And it's just, you can't not listen to it and be happy. But there's just little ways. Just find what it is for you. And yeah. I don't know. Just piggyback it with something else if you need to and just go for it. Give yourself the time, allow yourself the freedom to make the mess. And I always say, go to Hobby Lobby and wander the aisles, go by yourself and go with the intention that you want to find something to create and just look around. And if you think "Hmm, maybe that looks interesting, give it a try. If you Mm. don't like it, it's not the end of the world. I go through hobbies faster than anyone that I know. So hey, that was, that was my next question. Like, yeah, have have you had fails? I'm sure you have. Um, but I think we think that, right? So many times like, oh, well, what if I mess up on this? Or what if it's not really my thing? Like, just try it. And I love that you mentioned adult coloring books because I got an adult coloring book for my birthday from a friend. It has been my favorite thing lately to sit outside on Sundays and just color. And I was like, that is so, I never would have like intentionally picked that up. It has been the best thing ever. So it's not like, right, I'm not an artist. I cannot draw to save my life. I'm not, like I wouldn't claim to be a super creative person, but coloring has been, has filled that little creative spot for me. So I love that you brought that up. Oh, that's so fun. I love it. Yeah. And then I I also like the idea of going just to Hobby Lobby or just to some craft store and browsing because I think we can get on Instagram, we can get on Pinterest, we can see all of these cool projects that everybody's doing and think, oh, I need to go get all of these supplies and I need to do this and I need to execute it exactly like this person did. And that's not really the point. The point is to, is like the process, right? And the learning and the discovery and that's what's fun and what what can fill you up. So I think that's a challenge that I want to take on of just going to the craft store and browsing and leaving with something that I was not planning on. Like that in and of itself could be really like life-giving and fulfilling to me. Yes. I can't wait to see what you choose. Even like, do you remember perler beads from when we were kids? The ones that you put on a little tray and then you melt it with the iron after mm-hmm. and it makes those pictures. My kids have those. And it's like, do something from our childhood. Like, 
Boondoggle is back. Are we getting yes. Boondoggle? So yep. beaded lizards, anything, you know, like yeah. just allow yourself that time. It, I Absolutely. promise it'll be worth it. It will be. And it's fun too. Like, you know, I'm thinking about, I want it to be my alone time and I've liked this coloring. And the other day my seven-year-old came out with me and he was like, can you tear me out a page from your coloring book and kind of color with you? And then my oldest son, who's 12 and in junior high and like way too cool for school, came out and asked if he could color too. And then we were all coloring together. And I was like, what is this? Why are my kids wanting to hang out with me? So that was a really cool thing too. So I don't know. So many good things can come. And I know that that's why your account is growing so quickly because it's just you being you, sharing what's lighting you up and what you're loving. And I think we're all craving that. We're all craving that in our life. And so it's like, wait, she's on to something. What's she on to? And that's why I wanted to have you on so bad because I was like, she is on to something and we need to dig into that brain of hers. Yeah. The world is just so fast these days. Everything's insane. And so if I can just slow down for a little minute and inspire someone else to slow down and go outside and do whatever, then that makes it all worth it. And I really, one of the main things is I'm like, we shouldn't be growing up. I think that's one of the biggest downfalls of our society is just this need, the hustle culture and Mm -hmm. go, 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 go. And everyone knows that it's, you know, like all the bad benefits of it. But I'm like, are we doing anything about it? Because at my house, I want to be super intentional about we're not doing the hustle. I hate it. Yeah. So I agree. I think, you know, we spent, and even my kids, I stop them all the time. Like, I can't wait till I grow up. Like, no, you want to be a kid. Like, let's be a kid for longer. Let's play for longer. Let's bring that in. And I think that's huge. Like, at the very beginning, you said, you know, I felt like I had to give these things up and we don't, we can make so much room for play and so much room for fun. And as we do that, like how much more vibrant and colorful and exciting our lives become. And we can ditch that hustle. Yeah, for sure. I actually had a teacher in high school who, after I wrote some essay or something, and, you know, I was a little sarcastic about the assignment because 17-year-old Lindsay was wild and they called me out in front of the class and they said, Lindsay, you cannot Peter Pan your way through life. And I was so mad at them Mm. and so embarrassed. And now I'm like, well, joke's on you because now I make fairy houses and people pay me for them. So (laughs) I can Peter Pan my way through life and I'm going to live to be a hundred as well. So I'll just, I'm just getting started. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. Well, I want to know, do you have any more camp creatives coming up or anything that we need to be in the know about and where can we find you, find everything that you're doing so we can continue to be inspired? (laughs) Yes. Camp creative. There will be one in 2024. I'm thinking maybe a February and March, but I would like to have more. I have a whole notepad of ideas for camp creative. So stay tuned with that. I do have some clothes I've been designing. I'm working on a children's book. And anyways, just a lot of stuff going on. You can always find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. My handle is Lynn's Made This, L-A-N-D-S. And I have a website coming out, um, lynnsmadethis.com. And I have a few videos on YouTube as well. So just all over. Awesome. Before we go, I have to plug because you said, you know, I'm a generator and we're talking about this and how aligned you are. And we both have a friend, Andy Thewison, who is a human design guru, expert genius, all of the things. And something that she has said is the most rare human design out there is an aligned 
generator. And I think that that is you to a T right now. You have all of these things going on, right? Like even when I'm like, what are you doing? You're like Harry Potter and fairy houses and designing clothes and henna at 2 a.m. and all of these different things. And someone could look at that and be like, this is pure chaos. It's all over the place. But for you, it's so aligned. You've got the energy of a generator to be doing all of these things. And a hundred percent, I believe Andy, when she says that is the most rare is an aligned generator. So it's so fun to actually see you being aligned in that. So that's just my small plug. If you want to learn more, I've got and a podcast with Andy um, sometime. I'll whatever, find it. But <laughs> Lindsay, yes, and I did my, I did my reading with Andy. So did you? I will also put in a plug for Andy that she is incredible and human design. We just did that this spring. So that was what, seven or eight months ago. Um, my husband and I both had a reading and it has changed our lives. Like, I'm so grateful for it. And so we do try and live aligned. And so I love that you can, that you're seeing that I'm not fully aligned, right? But I'm getting a little closer all Mm -hmm. the time and it's, I'm a work in progress, but I'm glad you noticed. (laughs) Well, we're all a work in progress. (laughs) Yeah. We're never going to like arrive at completely aligned and living like perfectly. Right. That's not the point, but yeah, it's been fun to kind of see that and to see you just living in there. And so, yeah, just a plug for human design and obviously a plug for Lindsay and for everything that she is doing. Um, Her Instagram handle is linked below. Her website is linked below. Everything that you need to connect with her and follow her is there. And I just want to say thank you so much, A, for coming on and talking to me today and B, for just being you and leaning in and making ripples in the world. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jesse, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.